Lolo Zui says, I love the idea of women appreciating other women. I think nowadays we are lacking female to female support and I was down to be a part of a project that challenged that mentality. The lyrics of She's Got Away reminded me of my best friend and I chose to dedicate it to her. I'm Allison Zadaran. Hi, and I'm Richard Goddard. And this is Instant Love. On today's Instant Love podcast, we are going to talk about two songs that originally came out in 1972. One is Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers. And the second is She's Got Away, which is a Billy Joel song that we reinterpreted with Lolo Zui, who we all met through Swag, who's also here with us today. You meant to say Lolo Zui. Oh, I said it wrong? You That's my Southern accent. You emphasized the zoo uh-huh. instead of the I. I. So Lolo Zui. Lolo Zui. Okay. That's right. Okay. We'll call her that then. Yeah. A very, <laughs> a very interesting, cool. Very cool. Young singer mm-hmm. who's starting to make some waves mm-hmm. in the digital world. She's tapped into that moment now of sort of smooth R&B, sexy, kind of 90s pop meets electronic music. It's so many things that you hear a lot right now. And she's so good at that. And I think it was fun to inject a little bit of that modern sound into our very eclectic collection. We were so surprised when she chose that song. And she just said straight out, I'm dedicating this to my best friend, which was very cool. Yeah, really, really cool. She did an amazing version of it. She did. It's got a different feel than the original. And Swag Orselius, mm-hmm. uh, Swag the producer, is a really special creative person. And I think his brother played the piano voicings on it. And he coached her through the performance mm-hmm. and added the beats mm-hmm. and the final touches. It, it's very powerful. And I mean, just the word, she's got a way about her. I don't know what it is. And that little je ne sais quoi about a woman who you love in any kind of way, it's nice to recognize that. It is. It sounds sincere and a sincere exchange of expression Mm -hmm. between friends. Let's play the original from 1972, Billy Joel's She's Got A Way. She's got a way about her I don't know what it is But I know that I can't live without her She's got a way of pleasing I don't know what it is But there doesn't have to be a reason Anyway And here's Lolo Zui singing She's got a way A modern, I don't know that Billy would have interpreted it this way, but he probably would have. I mean, he's a great musician, loves music in general, and would probably be really proud if he ever gets to hear this. She's got a way about her I don't know what it is But I know that I can't live without her She's got a way of pleasing Doesn't have to be a reason Anyway, anyway 
Nicholson from Instant Records and Instant Love. Today, my guest is the fabulous Lolo Zuai. Yo. Let's talk about first where you came from, because I know that you were born in France. Yes. You lived in San Francisco. You have Algerian in your blood. So I want to talk about how all of that kind of culminates in influencing what you like in music and your style and all that good stuff. So my mom is French. My dad's from Algeria. Okay. And we moved to San Francisco when I was a baby. And I think San Francisco is just a melting pot. Mm -hmm. But like having, hearing different types of music growing up just made my brain, I think, open to a bunch of new sounds. Mm -hmm. And then also the Bay Area, San Francisco has like one of the biggest music scenes and just you know, I was just open to listening to everything. Sure. So I don't think it really necessarily influenced my music taste, just my perspective. But I hear you are a fan of 90s R&B. Oh, yeah. That's the word on the street. Tis the word. (laughs) Tis the word. But yeah, no. um, I don't know how that really came about, to be honest. I don't know either. No. I think I was just listening to women singing R&B and I was really feeling empowered by it. And I was like, you know what? I can kind of do all the same runs as them. Yeah. As the people singing. I like that element of your style because I feel like modern music today is such a melting pot of so many different things, always with a modern twist, which is kind of how Swag, your co-producer and partner, helps you with all of these songs, making all the music behind them. But taking that kind of soulful (laughs) voice and adding it on top of that makes something brand new. Exactly. Yeah. I think that everyone has their own touch mm-hmm. and you can't take away from someone's touch. Like no, everyone can't. just has their own thing mm-hmm. and it's about embracing it. A lot of people try to, to be like someone else. Right. But when you just embrace your qualities and your flaws, that's when you'll find your voice and your oh, sound. I love that. And so when did you come to New York City, which is where we are broadcasting from? Yeah, I came two years ago. Oh, really? That long ago? Yeah, okay. my mom was moved to New York and she was like, I'm scared to go alone. And I was like, I will live for free if it means that yeah. I can. Yeah, she yeah. was like, yeah, it's fine. I was supposed to stay with her for only two months. Oh, really? It was. It ended up being two years. And then and I then, was like, I need to leave. Yeah. And then I just recently moved to Williamsburg. And was it when you moved to New York City that you met Swag? Yeah, I met him on Instagram, as crazy as it sounds. I love that. And I knew him from other people. And I posted a video on Instagram of me singing some song. And he commented okay. and kind of sli- I slid in the DMs. He like commented and he was like, wow, you killed it. And I, so I knew it was my in. Mm. So I just like slid in the DM and I was like, hey, like we should work. Sent him like some roughs that I had. So amazing. And he was like, you know, he was acting cool. He was oh, like, you know, like you're dope, but like we could work on some things. And then we met up uh-huh. and he is a goofball. He is. And so the my biggest smile I've ever seen in my life. Right. So yes. I was just like. So we just came in and hung out and then right. we loved each other. And then since then, he's been my mentor. Because I know it's through Swag that you came into the fold with Instant Records. Yeah. And Instant Love. Yes. And so let's talk about your song, She's Got Away. Mm-hmm. So why that song? Why why She's Got Away? Honestly, I, I don't really know. <laughs> I was just, I got the playlist and I listened to a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And I think like one of the chord changes in it really triggered me and Billy Joel yeah yeah Billy Joel going crazy he just knows and and I wasn't like a huge Billy Joel fan like I just never listened to him that much but I I recognized the song and I think that it just like yeah pulled me in yeah and then I related it to a um to my best friend and I was like it just reminds me of like all the strong Mm -hmm. bad bitches I know and you channeled her when you were in the recording booth I remember she was there yeah yeah she was like she was dancing for me (laughs) 
I was like, go. Yeah, yeah. she was like being your muse while you were recording. Exactly. You need to have you yeah. need to have a muse. My friend, she does have a way. She, like you don't really everyone loves her. Yeah. And she just like has a way of being herself and just yeah. inspiring. That's why we're friends. You right. Know? And so kind of your spin on the song. Mm-hmm. It's obviously when people think Billy Joel, they think kind of 90s and piano and all of that. Your version's super different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, do you feel like it represents you and where you're going and your style and sort of um, obviously what your vocal chops are capable of? I would say it's the first ballad I've ever done. Yeah. It's kind of the first like love song I've ever mm-hmm. done. I yeah. feel like I usually stray away from love songs. Sure. But I was really happy to do that and to have that be my first ballad. It kind of opened the door for me to some yeah, some more stuff. A lot of artists feel like they have to change the pronoun. Right. You know, they'll talk about men when they really are in love yeah. or into women. Like, I think you should be able to say she. And there's a few artists like this girl, Sid. Sid from the internet. She talks only about women. Yeah. And... It's awesome. Well, it's funny that it makes headlines. Like, I know when Laura Marling's album came out, she sang to women in a bunch of her songs, and that was part of the press story with it. And I'm kind of like, I can't believe this is a headline at this point, but I guess we're still catching up. Yeah, and to think that this song could change someone, some young woman's life. Yeah. Or, like, be like, oh, well, if she says it's okay, then it's okay. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And if a girl does hear a song and it makes her feel a Just little bit better, person. then it's it's, it's everything. It. I'm here now with Swag Arcelius. Yes, Your sir. Your real name is Arcelius. Yes, sir. Harris. Yes, sir. Recently known as Swag. Yeah. Uh, how'd you get that nickname? It's a funny story how I got that. I actually got it in, in college. I had a secret admirer. And she wrote me this long letter. She was like, oh, I love your swagger on campus and the way you lick your lips. And, you know, really? yeah, it was oh, really dude. weird. Yeah. You know, it made me feel good about myself. And uh, me and my boys was trying to figure out who could have wrote it as a joke. It just kind of start like swag or D swag. And it just kind of like stuck and stuck. So it stuck. Yeah. And then I was telling a guy in New York when I first moved uh, internship at a studio, the story and um, he's like, swag. And he started laughing. He thought it was funny. And that's how it kind of stuck in the New York scene and in the music. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It has and, nothing and to do with swag. Nothing to do with swag. And you know it because it's got two Gs. There it is. Yeah, it's not S-W-A-G. <laughs> it's S-W-A-G-G. Exactly. Yeah. So you got your music training. You started, uh, I guess you started as a, a kid. Yeah. Uh, played, drumming, uh, drumming, drumming and singing in church. Yeah. Absolutely. With my family. And then you went to college. College and studied uh, creative music and technology. Wow. Yeah, so I have a little composition background. Yeah, um, a little bit helps in this, bit. Uh, you know. Absolutely. You know, I I, I studied uh, classical piano when I was a kid oh, wow. for years. And I was absolutely brilliant when I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I still play. As well as that 10-year-old. Uh, me too. Yeah, and then I discovered, uh, you know what I mean? Then I discovered, uh, uh, well, Alan, the great Alan Freed, and I discovered R&B and stuff. Oh, nice. And I started playing boogie-woogie piano. Nice. And I did that amazing, but only <laughs> uh, as good as I was when I was 12. <laughs> but but you sit down now, nobody does that anymore. Yeah. You know? And it was Alonzo yeah. who actually introduced uh, you and me. Yeah. And the the background of it was that you were working with a lot of female artists. Yes. On the Instant Love album, yeah. 
you produced one artist, mm-hmm. and that artist is a girl named Lolo. Yes. You did a Billy Joel song. Yeah. And what's interesting about it is it's a great traditional Billy Joel song from the 1970s, but the approach is slightly different. First of all, I'm I'm a big Billy Joel fan. So when the option of, I think it was different songs on the list, and I saw Billy Joel name, I'm like, oh man, this is really cool. Been a fan of that song. And just working with her and developed her, you know, over a few years, I felt like vocally she could really stand out on that record. So I guess my process going into it initially was what was she, what I felt she would sound good on and what she could relate to, you know, lyrically. She has a lot of female friends and, and stuff she hang out with. And like her best friend flew in from San Francisco to stay, you know, move to New York basically just so they can be roommates, it's, you know. So I'm like, OK, this is cool. The timing is right for this kind of song. And it's funny because a friend came to the studio and was like, just you know, cheering her home. Yes. Like you're singing this to me. Oh my God. Yes. I love you too. So that was the initial attraction to the song for her. Yeah. And then just kind of, she's doing more, you know, the alternative R&B pop thing on her personal project. So it's like, how can this song lend itself to kind of integrate with what she does organically? So that's kind of the approach I took with it, trying to not step on a great song, but integrating it with what she does and still trying to keep the integrity of what Billy Joel already did. So hopefully. (laughs) No, it came out great, you know, and I forgot to mention the title. It's She's Got Away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the artist, of course, is Lolo Zouai. Yes, sir. The feeling is a bit different when you talked about alternative R&B, which is a bit more moody, trance-like, you know, and you just slide the grooves. Right. Where when you get back to the roots of that. Right. You know, they were very much um, short song oriented. Absolutely. That, that touched deep into feeling. Absolutely. You know, and that's that's what made that special. It's been really good talking to you. Awesome. Uh, Likewise. Swag with two Gs. Two Gs. And, you know, I'm sure we'll talk again in the future yes, about sir. some more great music we'll be making Absolutely. together. Absolutely. I thank you for having me a part of the project. It was fun. So now we are going to transition to illustrator Rebecca Morheiser to talk about the art of instant love, as well as dig in woman to woman on what these songs are all about. She's Got Away, which is a Billy Joel Lolo, song yes. sung by Lolo Zouai, who's very sassy and saucy. I feel like if I had met her before doing the art, I would have done something totally different because this <laughs> does not feel like her personality is just like tonally so different, I feel like, than right. the vibe of this art. I don't know. I love it. It's very pink and it's very beachy and it's almost like a very calm vibe of like a woman just being breezy. Well, she dedicated it to her best friend who was here, which was so cool. She like brought her little posse. Her babelicious best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And she was here and they were like kind of winking at each other through the glass and the ISO room. And, And it was very cool. Like the confidence of, yeah, this is about my best friend. This one came out really well. And this is a good time to bring up, too, that many artists have said, and again, this wasn't even in my head when we started this, was the self-love aspect to this. Oh, Lolo like... actually said it was She's Got Away, that she said she almost felt like she was singing it about herself and that she didn't expect to feel that either. And it was really empowering 
for her to hear that. Mm -hmm. And that was such a delightful surprise. (laughs) I didn't even think about that, honestly. But I felt that way hearing a woman sing about a woman. It could also be about yourself. And that is just a priceless feeling to get from music. And I felt more empowered because of it. And I've spoken more about things that you'd whisper about a decade ago about being a woman. Well, up next is one of my favorite segments where the two Richards get together and talk rock and roll history. So Richard Goddard sits down with musician from the bongos, music historian, man about town, Richard Brown. Take it away, guys. Billy Joel. Ah. Billy Joel. I mean, my God, the guy started in the late 60s with his first recordings. And what is it? Last month just sold out the 45th date in a row at Madison Square Garden. Incredible. You know, just keeps going. We did a Billy Joel song for the project called She's Got Away. It's an interesting, very modern recording. Well, that's what's cool about it. It's modern because, you know, the song itself, you know, we've heard it was on the radio and in a Billy Joel is not considered. I don't think and I love I love his work, but this makes the song cool to me. This particular track and this version of it, because for one thing, having the girls sing it, too, because it's, it takes on that different dynamic. It's not like a typical male, female song. This was written, actually, uh, Billy Joel wrote it about his first wife, Elizabeth, and it's on his first album. The song's been around. So to have a, a new take on it, having the different production style, but also having Lola sing it really is brings it, makes it fresh again, which is another job that this album does is it makes songs fresh again that maybe sort of have been on the shelf for a while. The message of women singing to women is what the concept of the project's about. But as a producer, when I, when I listen to these songs and they're great songs, when they're done with a different narrator from a different um, viewpoint, Mm -hmm. the songs do become fresh again they're, they're another way to introduce these great songs yes. to a whole new generation of people and for a different reason. And there's no reason why men can't like the song the same way as women would like the song when they had to change the gender. Absolutely. But one thing, too, that this album does is these songs are well-written and they are good songs. And as we progress with technology and the new kinds of producers and songwriters, we lose a bit of the old school song structures and traditional songwriting that is actually good. And it sort of has a thread in our culture. And these songs do that. They're part of the the songwriting tradition. So it's kind of cool to put a new twist on it sound wise and whoever the singer is. And say it preserve the idea of great songs. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. So Richard, what's shaking on the next episode of the Instant Love Podcast? It's a rainy day. It's a rainy day because there ain't no sunshine. Ain't no sunshine sung by. Karen Sosa. Mm-hmm. Fabulous Bill Withers song. Yes. And the incredible performance and recording by Karen that just takes it to another place. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. This house just ain't no home. In the time she goes away.
Sosa says, I have reinterpreted a lot of songs in my career and strongly believe that some songs are too meaningful and deserve a tribute. Instant Love gives me the chance to rediscover a colossal song like Ain't No Sunshine, but it also allows me to do a rendition for women, which I think is chic and unique. It gives me the chance to explore and reconsider the song from another point of view. I believe this to be one of the most important things about art. I'm Allison Zatteran. Hi, and I'm Richard Goddard. And this is Instant Love. When I looked out the window today, I saw it was cloudy. Oh, no. Yes, it was cloudy because there ain't no sunshine. Ah, oh, that is a sad sentiment, but a great song. And we got that Bill Withers song on lockdown by Argentinian bossa nova jazz artist Karen Sosa. Great recording, great recording. It's amazing. Yeah. And this is a song she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. She's, she requested it. And we have a really great recording of it. And we're going to talk in depth about it today. Karen is another one of the artists on one of the labels distributed by The Orchard, Music Brokers. Mm-hmm out of Argentina, mm-hmm. Argentina, Brazil. Karen has this wonderful, uh, soft jazz voice, and mm-hmm. she interprets many standard songs mm-hmm. in this lounge-like quality, which yeah. is just fantastic. She's a beautiful woman with a beautiful voice who sings into the microphone very softly. She does. Yeah. Ain't no sunshine. Uh-huh. Where'd you go? Mm-hmm. Is gone yeah. away? It's very soothing. Very soothing. Very yeah. soothing. We've been involved in several records with her mm-hmm. at the studio here. She comes up and does the vocals mm-hmm. uh, and Alonzo mixes the records. Yeah. What was the name of that album? It was something volume two that you did with her. Essentials. Essentials volume two. Essentials you did volume the vocals two, for her. And she has a new album. She just finished. It's just come out called Velvet Vault. Oh. Yeah, it's just out now, and it's starting to build. And she does very well as a touring artist. Mm-hmm. She travels all over the world. Yeah. She sells well across Latin America mm-hmm. and Japan. Cool. She sells very well in Japan, and she has an enormous number of Spotify streams, yeah, probably she's approaching number... 100 million uh, Yeah. And, uh, and with the Orchard Analytics, we can see global streams on every platform for every song. And she is our most streamed song to date as of December 2017, yeah, and, and, which makes sense because this is in her wheelhouse. I mean, she's done Creep by Radiohead. She's really picks a really interesting collection of songs. And this one she chose because she really felt mother-daughter vibes about it. She actually Ain't no sunshine when you're gone. She yeah. thought of it from the perspective of a young girl missing her mother, which is sort of a cool reinterpretation. Uh, and and she does it in this bossa nova yes. kind of um, uh, smooth jazz mm-hmm. style that continues the essence of uh, the Bill Withers R&B feeling, but just takes it to a little bit other place. With that, let's play Bill Withers... Original version of Ain't No Sunshine. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone 
And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Wonder this time where she's gone Wonder if she's gone to stay Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away And I know, I know, I know, I know I'm inviting all of you <laughs> to really relax, take your shoes off, get down, get comfortable. Karen Sosa. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone.
So now we are going to transition to illustrator Rebecca Morheiser to talk about the art of instant love, as well as dig in woman to woman on what these songs are all about. Ain't No Sunshine with Argentinian artist Karen Sosa. Oh, right. Yeah. This one was like totally different. Bossa Nova. Yeah. 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 And she chose this one specifically because she said it reminded her of a mother and child, a child missing her mother. I always thought Ain't No Sunshine when she's gone is very romantic. Oh, but, yeah. Very sensual. Yeah. But it is so simple. And well, I'm and, thinking sensual because of the way that she sang it. Uh, yeah. I oh, guess sure. the original one is more like soulful. Yeah. 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 I actually adamantly did not want this recorded because it reminds me of old dudes on the subway singing and they always sing this song. I'm not opposed to it. But that's what it made me In think that context, of. yeah. Or people when I'm like going home from work, I don't want to hear your version of Ain't No Sunshine Old Dude. I would argue that if it's that iconic, like that would make it more impactful that it's like reinterpreted. Okay. So you have the more positive spin on it. If you're thinking it. about old dudes on the subway singing it and then you hear this on like sensual, yeah. like girl from Ipanina, yeah. Ipanema style, <laughs> you know, bossa no, nova. It's true. And I think that's another open-ended one. It could really be, you know, a child missing their mother, a girl missing their friend. It could, it could mean so many things, but yeah, it's more of a song about longing and missing someone. We're going to pass this over to our resident musicologist, <laughs> Richard Barone. The Bill Withers song. I love it. Ain't No Sunshine. Ain't I No Sunshine since you gone. Oh my God, what a great yeah. song that is. And it's sung by Karen Sosa. She does a great job on that yeah, too. Yeah, Karen, Karen also is an artist that comes to us through a label called Music Brokers which is another label distributed by The Orchard. Who isn't is the question. Well, you know, that's what's great about this project and The Orchard in general is that you get you get such a great mix of artists. And when you do, a, if you do a compilation like this, you have such a great uh, variety of people to choose from to work with. We do, and we're intending to use more and more from, yeah. it's a great from idea. the group. But the song itself is amazing. She's Argentine, but the music has Brazilian touches and soft jazz. It's great. We've made several recordings with her here at the Orchard Studio. One album and the second album that Alonzo worked on will be coming out shortly. Bill Withers was cool because he, on the cover of his album and the single, he's at his workplace. He worked for Boeing Jets. He worked for, he was building 747s. And he got, he had these songs. Yeah, this is true. And Bill I knew Withers this because he was yeah. building 747s. Yes, he was building, actually, you want to know the truth of what he was building? This is really bad, but funny. He was built, this is, he was building the toilets for the 747s. So when he got a gold record, the label gave him a gold toilet seat. <laughs> building a toilet for This a is seven... absolutely true. Oh, God. And on the cover of his album, it's him at his, at the Boeing factory with his lunchbox. On both the album, a different shot, and on the single of Ain't No Sunshine. I really, him. Richard, I, I, did, I never knew that. Yes, I mean... and if you look at the cover, it's so funny because it's him at the Boeing factory with his lunchbox, saying lunch pail. And, you know, he was one of the first, he had a bunch of hits and be, great artist. Oh, great artist. Great artist. artist. Great but, songwriter. But he packed it. At one point, he had enough of the music. He had, he had yeah. not have good experiences with his label, whatever it was. And he just packed in his, I'm just, he just went home. He took his toys and went home. But, you know, so he was just a, he was a working man who wrote this song and many great songs, but didn't, he wasn't like totally given into the idea of like stardom or the superstardom that so many other artists at his level did. He just didn't want to go there. And it's a, that gives his songs a really human 
touch, I think, that he's just like a guy. And the funny, also, there's one other thing about this song that I find funny is that, you know, he says, I know, I know, I know, 26 times. That was just, when they recorded the track, you know, Booker T produced it. Booker T of the MGs produced this record. Produced? Really? I, Ain't no I sunshine. did not know. Did he do Booker it down in, uh, Muscle in, Mem- Shoals? in Memphis? Yeah. In Memphis. And the guitar player was Stephen Stills of Crosby, Stills and Nash. Wow. So Stephen Stills on guitar, Booker T's producing. So Bill had the song and he had that part where it was, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's just a marker. He was going to write lyrics in there. And then so it he, sounds so great in the, the record. And the producer said, no, hey, Booker T and everybody said, no, just keep it. And says, what? I got to write a lyric. And he didn't. And that's it. That's a great bit. That's a great bit of information. Thank you. Yeah. Because I always wonder, I say, it's kind of genius. That he just says, I know, 26 times. That was just a marker for these are going to be, these are going to be lyrics right here. You know, da, da, da. and they never, he just, they left it. I love it. Because I get a peaceful, easy feeling. And I know you won't let me down. Because I'm already staying. So why do you have Nashville on the Brain, Richard? Well, I got Nashville on the Brain because coming up on our next episode, we are going to hear from Tristan and from Nicole Atkins. So stay tuned. Some special songs in your future.